X-rated movies. Ooh, part three of our Angels in America-thon. Closing out uh, uh, the first half. Yeah. Uh, Millennium approaches. Right. This one was The Messenger. Right. Three. And uh, they actually say Angels in America in this one, as well as Millennium Approaches. It's true. It's true. I think they say Messenger, too, at some point. Oh, my God. So triple threat. (laughs) A trifecta of titular lines. Mm. Yeah, this one was sort of a nice little tonic to the last one. The last one was very heavy. And this one kind of starts out pretty funny. This is my favorite one so far. Very funny. I laughed several times. It's the least dramatic, but it's the funniest. So Michael Gambon shows up as uh, one of the the first prior Walter. Right. And you know what I'm realizing I love about Michael Gambon? He's game for anything. (laughs) He kind of is, yeah. You want to throw me in a bunch of looks like flour? (laughs) Yep. And a stocking cap? Yep. Uh, He's fine. I'll do it. Uh, The other prior Walter was Simon Callow, who I know has been in a bunch of stuff. But the only thing that I can think of right off the bat is he is the operatic actor in Amadeus who plays uh, Papagino I in Zabaflota. I, could... <laughs> I mean, my word, you took the words right out of my mouth. We're just like Niles and Frasier. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking during this episode, oh my God, Matt, I was thinking during this episode, I was like, your apartment, your new, was still eagle-eared listeners will notice that our, we may sound different, and that's because we're recording this at Matt's new apartment in downtown Seattle. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking, I was just kind of looking out over Elliott Bay, and I was like, this is like uh, this is like Fraser's apartment a little bit. Fraser's apartment is the Elliott Bay Towers, which I don't know if is a real condo or apartment complex, but that's the name of it in the show. Everything is connected. <laughs> Just like in this mini-series that we're doing. And you and I are sipping on sherry and almanac and, uh, yeah. Discussing Drizaba flower. We got uh, uh, Eddie here. That's right. (laughs) Lucy's in attendant. (laughs) On cue. (laughs) Good dog. Good dog. Lucy making a funny snort. Mm. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Boy. Anyway, but yeah, so uh, funny episode. It, it was a good tonic to the very dramatic last episode. It has Simon Callow. What was the line? Uh, oh, this is the lamentable consequences of venery. <laughs> yeah. What a what a wonderful way to say uh, fucking gets you sick. Yeah. It also. Uh, I I think I I channeled this when when Matt Baum was in the episode, but. Uh, uh, for our boys in the band episode, but uh, I was like, "Oh, he's a sodomite." Yeah, <laughs> which is also taken from Angels in America. Oh my! <laughs> oh, this explains why he has no children. He's a sodomite. <laughs> I like the like the more flowery ones. Like, oh, grow up. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I really liked Meryl Streep's turn here, talking to the homeless person played by Emma Thompson. Oh, sure. Uh, very fun. I like. <sighs> Man, after seeing um, season two of Big Little Lies, no one can play passive aggressive like Meryl Streep. Oh, sure. And we get a hint of it here where she's like, I'm sorry, you're psychotic. <laughs> yeah, you did laugh at that That's, point. She's just, boy, she knows how to she knows how to deliver passive aggressiveness. I really, it's so good. It's so good. 
Uh, she also turns up as Ethel Rosenberg. <gasps> okay, so that's the other thing. That's the only other real main thing I remember from this story is that she's Ethel Rosenberg. Can you do you remember what the Ethel Rosenberg trial was though? So she held some position in the government, and she was leaking secrets to the communists. Okay, so it was a big to do. Like it was the uh, in the 1950s, height of the Red Scare, height of anti-communist sentiment. Roy Cohn works for uh, McCarthy, right? Famously, and um, you know, and he says that he pushed for the, the death, death penalty. penalty. Yeah. So Ethel Rosenberg and I believe her husband Julius were. Maybe Julius wasn't. I'd have to read the history books again. But at least Ethel Rosenberg was put to death for treason. She got the chair. Oh. Um, and it was a big to do because, like, you know, typically death penalty is saved for like heinous crimes murder mm-hmm. that sort of thing and so like this is someone who's put to death for treason for leaking government secrets to the enemy okay and so it was like a big to do for for someone to be put to death for a nonviolent crime and yeah and the the angels in america posits that roy Cohn was the one pushing the judge to do that in a in an illegal manner right Joe points it out that it, that that's tantamount almost to murder. In and this, in yeah, this. it's conspiracy to yeah, it's they, past that, unethical, right? So, yeah, so the specter of Ethel Rosenberg comes back to haunt Roy Cohn, and even though it's like very serious, like Roy Cohn is like going through some pain, like he has he's got some cramps or something, mm-hmm. uh, and she's like, oh, well, what's the number? Nine one one. Oh, it's got buttons now. <laughs> it sings. It sings. <laughs> Let's see if I can put this to words. I like how Ethel Rosenberg is sort of there to remind Roy that there's more than this world in 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 some sort of way. Because like he he says like a line that really jumped out to me, and like we can re- we can just keep you know making this uh, script relevant by you know he says. Uh, Talking to Joe, do you want to make, make the, the law, law or, or be subject, subject to, to it? it. Yeah. yeah, and it's just like, well, that's exactly what our politicians are doing right now. Yeah, and so it's like he's just trying to make this existence on Earth fit his world as much as possible, mm-hmm. and then the rest of the people who have to live after he dies be damned. Mm-hmm. Like he's trying to make right now work for him. And I think Ethel Rosenberg shows up to sort of be like, oh, wow, good for you. Yeah. Guess what? There's more to it. <laughs> yeah. Kind of thing. And this new world doesn't abide by your rules. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Everyone's going to be insane in the new, in yeah. the new next millennium. <laughs> and I was like, millennium. no, yeah, it's not far off. <laughs> I do think of like, like when, when the, yeah, the crazy homeless person said that, I was like, you know what? That 2000 election, things really haven't been normal since. I mean, we had two, we had 9-11 the next year. So. Yeah. It's just like even like the 2000 election was crazy. Yeah, definitely. And I'm like, oh boy, they might have been right on that one. Yeah, 20 years on now. Yeah, yeah. it's weird. Like, okay, so we're recording this on New Year's Day. You know, That's sp- right. Sp- peek behind the curtain, folks. But I'm, I'm wearing my Noi sweatshirt because it's a Noi <laughs> year. It's a Noi year. Uh, like, even though we should be, like, starting a new chapter, like, with Angels in America, it does feel sort of uh, uh, retrospective a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. it's looking on the past 20, 30 year, well, 40 years almost at this point, I guess, mm. 
you know, this t- uh, or at least it started in October of 1985, uh, 85 being um, 10 years before my birth. Um, <laughs> Usually people don't have to uh, do math that hard, but whatever, it's okay. But yeah, so it, it, it's, I don't know, it, it's weird to think that there's a big chunk of history that started in the 1980s. Like, we will look at this as a specific period in time, like the 80s to, to you know, who knows when. Yeah. Uh, hopefully till 2020. Like, hopefully with, with the Trump presidency over, that has closed the Reaganite chapter of American history. I mean, fingers crossed. 40-some percent of people still voted for the asshole. Like so. 47%. Yeah, it's a large number. But hopefully that's on the decline. Um, some things that happened in this episode that I've been waiting for. All the table setting pays off in a way. Um, Joe ends up accepting his sexuality a little mm-hmm. more, making out with Lewis. Mm-hmm. Lewis, uh, like, this is also one of those things where, oh. like, Lewis, like, I see too much of myself in Lewis. Like, the way when they meet in the park mm-hmm. and the way that Lewis kind of, like, assumes like the dominant role a little bit because he even says like call me lou that's his butch name uh-huh. uh as established right. at the it, funeral yeah yeah uh and he's like i don't want to spend the home he's like i shouldn't go home with you lewis he's like lou it's like he's like being like the dom daddy a little bit here mm. and i'm like yeah i know that seduction technique <laughs> it's a technique that works though oh, okay. <laughs> so you know you got that going on the other side but um, also, th- this is the one that has the uh, scene between him and Belize in the diner. Oh, yeah. That, like, he's not saying wrong things. It's the fact that he just won't shut the fuck up. Oh, sure. Like, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation, like, where, where somebody's talking like this, and you're just, like, trying to get an, a word in edgewise, and finally when you do you're like you were talking so much i couldn't say anything and like you could have and he even says he's like you could have jumped, jumped in, in anytime it's like no bitch you were a fucking motor mouth monopolized the conversation yeah, that is not this was a monologue this was no dialogue and i love i love when belize is like he says something super racist and he's like well actually and that's all he could get in he, i like, think he only says like uh well yeah and like we both started laughing because it was super like you can't just plow over that <laughs> i can't even remember what it was but it was just like oh my god yeah he doesn't even hear himself right now uh i also like in that scene when belize is talking about like the book that he's read mm-hmm. like uh love after midnight or something oh I the title of it oh, uh, excellent acting <laughs> oh super good this is like one of those monologues that doesn't even feel like a monologue like it just feels like someone like recalling a memory yeah uh, and it's like and you know they were watching the the fields burn and the moon was hitting her and she was all like, you know, the way the white people do. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, we do do that. No, we do. <laughs> He's got our number. <laughs> uh, I liked, I also liked at the end when they're finally parting and he's like, oh, that sky looks, you know, whatever. And he's like, oh, yeah, purple. Purple? What kind of homosexual are you? <laughs> so to go back to like things that I pull from this, I do like a condensed version of that. Whenever someone says like, Oh, this guy's purple. I I will definitely say, what kind of homosexual are you, Mary? That's mauve. <laughs> mm, it's good. I mean, I don't necessarily subscribe to, you know, oh, there's 
there's a way to be a homosexual, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Absolutely, absolutely. But, but um, I do love seeing it on screen. I'm going to say. Uh, I forgot to bring up, but from in episode two, uh, Belize has a line that I uh, always r- remember when Prior Walters explained that he's slow to rise. Mm. Uh, and Belize goes, my jaw aches at the memory. Right. Mm. <laughs> Uh, just, just chock full of good lines. Yeah, Belize brings a lot of uh, levity. Yeah, it's seriousness, but it's also it's serious, but it's not taking itself seriously. Yeah, like Belize walks around with a, a what's the dress thing, like the the feathery scarf thing, a boa, a boa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like. Yeah, how how serious can you take like a grown person walking around in broad daylight in a leather jacket and boa? I mean, I don't know, <laughs> with a handful of glitter just waiting yeah, to drop exactly. it exactly any minute. At the same time, though, pulls it off. Yeah, I mean, there's this sort of like I don't know how much I want to get into this, but like drag queens and especially black drag queens as sort of these like. Um, characters there to impart wisdom and uh they, they sort of have this idea that uh this feeling of uh i've seen it all and therefore i know the darkness and so that's why i've turned to the light mm. kind of do you know what i mean like I they're so. there to to guide white people through the darkness <laughs> in a way and i mean there's some some of that going on i mean i don't know i don't want to get into it too much but like you see it you see it a lot mm-hmm. and i mean it's in rent for fuck's sake so this this movie isn't quite the uh um it's not as good as rent well no i was gonna say it's not quite the uh uh team america world police we're like <laughs> the pope everybody, has aids everybody has aids yeah but we're like we're like edging up to it a little bit but um there's some similarities there i don't i mean it was in the zeitgeist like yeah can't help it this one just a good palate cleanser a little bit like it it just after all the, the moments I was going to cry in parts one and two, it was nice to have something where it was, like, openly funny and I was supposed to laugh at it. Yeah. And it delivered, like, even after the uh, the, the prior priors, like, left and uh, Justin Kirk is just, like, sitting there with his mouth aghast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, it was just funny. I'm like, That's oh, funny. this is what we needed. Like, I did tear up, though, this time. This is the first time I've teared up. What part? When Pryor gets erect, because the angels are coming, like, oh, yeah, when that he happens. waxes full like moons. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they're like, uh, dance, dance with us. And he's like, I don't want to dance. And I'm like, oh, perhaps he needs something. And then they bring in Lewis. Yeah. And he's, and it's, uh, Moon River starts playing. And he's, it's just like, I came here for you. Like, and it's like an, uh, uh idealized version of yeah. Lewis. Like, because he comes down like, you know, stairs with a starlit like a backdrop. Busby Berkeley musical right. or something. But he's he's like he's got a coat jacket on, but um, but jeans, but jeans. But then when you see Pryor, his his sarcoma's not there anymore, and his yeah. hair's fluffier, and he looks not sick anymore. Yeah, like, it's like they cut away and then they cut back, and he looks not sick. And it, like I don't know, that whole that worked for me really uh, well. Another thing that like doesn't come across in the play, like sure, you know, they took advantage of. If this is supposed to be an idealized setting, then let's make Pryor look healthy and and youthful too. Yeah. Also, yeah, Pryor kind of worked for me this time. Like for some reason, I was just like, "Hey, we see his D money shop." Oh, we Ching. do, Cha Ching. We do. Um, and like uh, Emma Thompson, like really seems to have to do like a. She a, touched his D. Yeah, with gloves, but still. 
But, like, she's doing, like, a full physical on him, you know, which nurses are the blood that, I, what did I used to say? The blood that the keeps life the blood. The that gives us blood. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Like, that's what nurses are in hospitals. Like, she, like, we never see the doctor. Like, yeah. we see him interacting with the nurse. And we see Lewis interacting with the nurse, like, in part two. It's like, she has to be, like, both the consul to Pryor and to the people visiting Pryor. Yeah. Speaking of which, in that scene, we get some CG, and we get a lot... We, this, like, act was full of special effects, mm-hmm. and uh, they look okay, but, like, that's not even what I care about. It was just, like, it was nice to... And some, like, Old Testament, it. like, it looks like whatever book pops out of the ground is, like, written in Hebrew. Yeah, the Torah, I would, I would guess. Yeah. I wanted to mention on the topic of prior looking better during that dance sequence the lighting that they do on that sequence between Roy Cohn and um Joe where he's like grabbing him and talking like he looks like a skeleton like they've lit him in a way where the shadows just overtake his face Mm. and I was like oh this is good he looks like death and Mm. then when it cuts back to Joe he's got like a bright light on his face he still looks like angelic yeah Yeah. and so and they wrestle so it's like it's a callback to that like fighting scene with like he's wrestling with an angel sure like it's an evil angel or is he the angel I don't know we can dig into that if you want but like I just I thought that was a nice touch because it's a very subtle way to show that like I mean it's it's almost like a revenge of the sith style <laughs> they like it's been a while right. since i've seen that you might have to refresh my memory well of, uh, just uh the what, what, what's the uh guy who plays um the main baddie not the emperor yeah the emperor oh i don't know the actor's name oh okay well he's constantly bathed in dark light in that movie and, oh. like, and in this one it's the same where it's like you can still see his face and his expressions, but uh, it's just the way that he's lit. It mm. looks like a, a skull talking. So it was cool. It was good. And he lives on Broadway. Like That's right. What was it, like 65th and Broadway 53rd or something? 53rd and Broadway? Yeah, I something don't like that. Yeah. Like, wow, prime real estate. I guess if he's like a millionaire, but. No apartment number. He owns the whole building. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I do remember there's like. The one other thing, there's maybe two other things I remember from this coming up in the next uh, three acts. But one is like a scene with Ellen Rosenthal. And, Berg. Uh, sorry. Uh, a scene with Ellen Rosenberg. And um, look forward to that. That's like one of the parts where I really I tear up. So Yeah, there's a couple scenes in, in part two that I remember very clearly. So. Cool, cool, cool. Well, we are going to get some Thai food. Yeah, we are. Because this is a marathon, not a sprint. Right. We're going to walk. We need to carbo load here. Lucy. And uh, we're just going to continue on with our uh, Angels in a Marathon. (laughs) (laughs) We'll figure out a way to make that flow off the tongue. That's not working for you? Angels in a a Marathon? A Marathon? It just flows out of me. (laughs) Okay. Am I drunk? Uh, well, tune in uh, next time for, for part four of Angels in America Thon. We enter the perestroika period. Mm-hmm. The, the, I'm not. Okay, goodbye. Mm-hmm.